Hi, hello. Welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is March 16th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well, in good spirits, with high hopes. Um, as for me, how's my week going? Uh, well, it's my favorite day of the week, so let's start there. Yeah, hey, uh, pros, yeah. Uh, cons, it's not been a good week. I'm not, not having a good time, but you know, show must go on. And I, I always try to do, you know, silver linings. Like, hey, overall, uh, you know, physically, um, it's been a good week. Overall, you can say, quote unquote, financially, it's been a good week. You know, as good as my broke ass can manage. Um, so yeah, sometimes you just take some emotional hits in life, right? But you keep on chugging, you know? Um, <laughs> but no, I, I'd say overall, we're good. I am happy to be here today doing another wonderful episode of Isaiah's New Stand, my own show. Yes, um, I make it. <laughs> um, let's see, but Food Corner, before we get into the news, before we talk about the fun stuff, um, not too much to report. I, I do, I don't know if you guys have picked up on it yet, but I will usually eat a meal on Mondays. Like, it's kind of like a special meal. It's kind of become that, at least until, you know, the money changes a little bit. And I talk about it a little bit on the Patreon. So it's kind of why then I shift back to, like, you know, remembering, like, hey, you're a broke bitch. You cannot DoorDash. You cannot, you know, get, you know, Fuego right now. And, you know, I go back to cooking at the house and stuff like that. Uh, I will say, though, uh, at work, they did a chicken tendy day. So essentially, they have, like, a, a group come through. And they cater uh, a bunch of like chicken tenders and fries, and that's nice. It was it's it's yummy. I will say there's this thing right when you ever eat like a, a type of chicken, and it gives you that like um I think it's because of the salt right and uh, you know I'm a salt guy I'm a sodium dude um, I'm salacious with it but um, I think sometimes if you have too much salt, especially for me, I'll overseason with salt. So maybe that's another reason why this is like this often. But I get this like almost metallic taste, like when I eat chicken like that. But um, I don't know. I, I feel like when I'm eating something that's like better chicken, I have never had that issue. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about when you eat like a little fatty piece. I'm talking about like you're just eating the chicken. Sometimes it almost tastes like a metal. I don't know. Give me, let me you get back to me on that if you have the answer there. Maybe I'll Google it and go on a little, you know, rabbit hole. Um, so, yeah, that's probably the meal. I definitely got to cook, which is also, you know, if you don't, you know, already can't tell that I'm already meandering, I haven't even gotten anywhere yet. This is probably going to be a little scuffed. Um, I'm very tired. <laughs> I've had a long 24 hours. And, um, yeah, probably not going to be, like, pinpointing. You know, I'm going to give you some articles. We're going to do some summarizing. You know, if, if you don't trust me, that's okay. You, that's all right. We're, we're living in a crazy dynamic world and we both have the internet, I hope. So you can always look this up yourself. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I'll try to do my best, of course, of course. But I, I definitely want to just try to talk about some things. Definitely, we're, we're doing a lot of uh, bank talk today. Crazy bank week uh crazy bank month i think yeah for sure i think this is definitely a big bank month uh but let's see let's get started uh, we actually have some like russia ukraine news to start 
let's see, let's see from CNN. A spat between the U.S. and Russia over a downed drone is escalating. Here's what you need to know. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Essentially, there was footage that was finally, like, released this week. Uh, I think this, uh, I can't remember what day the actual incident took place. I know that the footage was released on Tuesday. But... Uh, essentially, there was a drone patro- like patrolling, doing surveillance type stuff um, in like the Crimean area, which is essentially, you know, Ukrainian airspace. But it's also, I think, what uh, the U.S. was contesting was that this was international airspace that they were flying the drone in at the time of the incident, um, which the drone was a U.S. made MQ-9 Reaper. Um, for all the military heads out there, I guess. Um, and then what winds up taking place are two Russian Su-27 aircrafts wind up, like, flying. And this is, like, some Top Gun fucking shit. That's literally what I've thought this entire time, like, listening to podcasts, reading about this shit. I'm like, this is literally a Top Gun incident, only, like, you know the 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 adversary is, is Russian in this situation. It's not, like, ambiguous or whatever. Um... But they, like, sandwich it, and I think initially, and there is a video that came up, and they do, like, uh, the U.S. says, it's like, hey, this is edited, but it's only edited for time. We didn't edit the sequencing or anything like that. Now, Russia has their own version of the story and how things went down. I'm going to tell you the U.S. version first, at least. So, they... The one of the aircrafts dumps like fuel and it's like a buzzing thing is what they call it. So you buzz by the aircraft or the drone in the situation and they're pulling this maneuver. Both of them come up. The drone itself has a very narrow uh, vision. Like it's very like it's, the camera lens is not much. So you can't see a wide range and the drone itself can't really pilot in this kind of situation. Like there's not much you can really do. And there is a collision and then you can see that one of the aircrafts that was in front of the drone its propeller is damaged now this is something that russia kind of disputes they say no it wasn't like that this drone was like kind of i think they said something to the fact that it was like doing its own thing and um we you know we see it and then it does this weird maneuver and it crashes Whereas, you know, kind of going back to the U.S. narrative, um, essentially they keep harassing this drone until eventually it just tries to dive down, get away, whatever, and it crashes into the Black Sea. And now it's kind of like, okay, so, you know, can we get the drone? Where's it at? You know, who's going to get it? Yada, yada, yada. So this is a whole diplomatic international kerfuffle, um, you know, obviously because, you know, we're doing this whole Ukraine war situation. And any kind of situation where we're having, like, U.S. and Russia touch tips, that's no good. That's no bueno, you know? So there's been a lot of talk of, like, escalation. Is it going to happen? Um, and now I guess you can say we can kind of move to the, like, speculation, Isaiah's speculation. Um, I I really feel like this is one of those things where it's, like, definitely it's very scary. It's very awkward. But I think in a lot of, like, the press and whatever, it's just being postured as, like, oh, my gosh, this is really scary. What's what are we, what's going to happen next? So it's, like, this is not the first time that Russia's done something like this, apparently. At least it's referenced somewhere in this article. Um, 
but maybe not to this extent or there was no damage, but this has been tried before and essentially it just looks like it was more successful this time. Now, I don't really know if there's going to be any ramifications from this. I think it's just a little bit of like international tit for tat at play. I think we brought in the uh, Russian ambassador and kind of like gave him a talking to like, what are you doing out there, Jack? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they said on him. Um, so yeah, definitely, uh, an interesting development. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see what, you know, other ramifications aftermath. Um, and, and I guess more to, you know, Russia's side of it too. They're angling it in a way that I think is kind of funny, uh, where they're like saying like, no, 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 like you guys are pulling a fast one on us. And not to mention it was in our airspace because they're occupying, uh, Crimea and they're trying to say, Hey, you were in Crimean airspace doing something with his U S drone. It's not supposed to do we have every right, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, they haven't said that last part, but more or less say that's why they're angling this as a provocation from the U.S. So I guess those are like the two perspectives there. Um, you can take it or leave it. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> we can move on to the next bit from the insider. Ukraine said it was watching with pleasure as footage showed a lethal fire at a building of Russia's FSB security s- service near border. Now, um, <clears throat> this has been, you know, one of those things where I've read the story and I was like, okay, like, because initially I kind of always go and I read it like head first, I guess I can say. So it's like, okay, there was a fire. It's possible that there was a fire. I buy it and I buy that line and I, I kind of read the story that way. And Something, though, that always is, like, it's almost like becoming, like, a tell when these things happen is, like, whenever there's a catty, petty response by, like, a Ukraine, like, you know, government press, military press guy, whatever, it always makes me, it jogs me back to, like, what's happening, and I go, you should probably be a little bit more critical. <laughs> and I try to read it with, like, you know, more focused eyes or what have you. But um, a fire broke out of a Russian FSB, which is, like... um the the newer modernized version of the russian kgb like their i almost want to say like special service uh you know security type shit um but this broke out thursday so essentially i read this article like i said at the top of the day kind of like perused it and i was like i mean yeah it's possible there's an electrical fire that shit happens but um the, the amount of damage that the fire did now granted um Let's see one. Yeah, I found out. Yeah, one person had been killed and two people were injured. So I was like, oh, shit, this was more than like a minor fire. But like, I feel like the Russian side of it kind of played it down a little bit. Um, but like I said, whenever uh, well, let me read some. The governor of Rostov, Vasily Golubev, said on Telegram that a short circuit in a building's electrical wiring caused the fire, which then spread and caused fuel tanks to explode. It's always like this Michael Bay explosion when they try to play this shit down. It's like, bro, say less, say less. Like, you're making it a movie, but then saying it wasn't that major. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> um, and then there's um, a video of it from the Moscow Times. You can see, like, big smoke plumes, fucking fire. Um, let's see... So the fire spread over 2,500 square feet and caused two walls to collapse. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where we might not ever know. Um, but, and also, I mean, once again, we'll move to the, you know, speculation corner. Um, there's a chance that like, okay, like when they say, Hey, we had not like when, you know, Ukrainians, you know, they say, Hey, we had nothing to do with it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do the quote from Mayako Paloliak. Um, he said on Twitter, a manifestation of panic and, or he said that the fire was a manifestation of panic and added that Ukraine doesn't interfere, but watches with pleasure. Like, why are you saying that? It's so weird to me. To me, that's cringe. I think, I think it, I understand that this is a war. This is a, you know, an ongoing turmoil and that Russians are doing crazy atrocities and shit like that. Like that's, that is like on TV, like that's on the internet. You can see that shit. It's real. Like I'm not debating that, but the idea that in this moment, these moments of war, you do these like catty responses. I don't know. I, I just, and if you're going to do a catty response, make it funny, make it like, make it lethal, you know, serve it up. I don't know. Um, but let's see. Uh, there have been sporadic arson attacks on sites in Russia, such as enlistment and conscription offices following the invasion of Ukraine last year, according to the BBC, which kind of once again made me think about, you know, I think about the situation with the Nord Stream pipeline, where we now know that was like Ukrainian separatists. We also know that there are people who understand that, like, look, if we try to protest, we're going to go to jail for like 10 years. So you do the thing where just like there are separatists in the Donbass, you know, varying types or whatever, but they believe in this, they're backing this. I'm, you know, thinking now, like, yeah, there's probably a chance that there are, you know, Russian separatists who like are doing these kind of, you know, these acts. So, I mean, who knows? I, I'm not saying that's on wax. Who, who can say? But, um, you know, these are just thoughts from the speculation corner. I can do that. Uh, all right, we can move along though. From Al Jazeera, Australia, US, and UK unveil Ukus Akus. I'm probably not gonna say that right even once. Uh, nuclear submarine plans. So this is a bit of an update from 18 months ago. Uh, there was a big old pack, uh, packed. I guess you can say maybe I don't know. Um, but it was between the US President Joe Biden. British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. Now, granted, it wasn't between Rishi. We all know they've been through a few or a couple of, of you know, prime ministers. I think it was Bojo. Bojo. Oh, good old Bojo. Um, fuck him. <laughs> uh, but Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, who's now at the helm, and Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. Um, essentially, they all met up in California, sunny California. Granted, I think they might have been having some more weather. And also, in the Nor'easter, there's been, like, some snow. So there you go. There's a quick little tangent in the weather. We talked about it. A-pow. But um, they are essentially unveiling more of the UKUS agreement, uh, which is aimed at preserving a free and open Indo-Pacific um and Australia is going to buy three American nuclear submarines. Essentially, though, this is a big middle finger to, to China. It is to China. And I, I, I'm trying to use my best Trump accent for that because I feel like he says China in the funniest way. Uh, that being said, uh, China's like, okay, cool. I guess you guys want to just be in Cold War mode. That's cool. That's cute. But it's not going to get you anywhere. Because uh, essentially, a lot of this is, it's all about this 
competition, you know, uh, between the U.S. and China. But then I think it's also something that other superpowers see. And um, essentially, there's kind of like saying, hey, Australia, we're going to give you some of this nuclear submarine access. Now, granted, Joe Biden has said these are not armed with nuclear weapons, but they are nuclear powered. I guess it's important to mention, of course. But I mean, who can say? Who knows? I don't know. Um, but, uh, I don't know how effective this is all going to be. It also kind of almost makes me think like, maybe this is kind of like a money move for like parties involved. So they can kind of like, you know, Hey, we're going to like give you these submarines. And then I think in the future, cause this is like a long plan. I think it like dresses out to like 2030 and it goes into the 2030s and maybe into like the 2040s. So this is like some long term shit, um, about some nuclear submarines. Um, but meanwhile, I mean, China's holding tough. They're doing their own shit. Um, they don't really need the help, but this is also kind of, it goes back to some of the shit that I kind of talk about where I go, we make all this hubbubaloo about their, you know, relationship with Russia, but then we make these bold open face agreements and we're like, we say everything but China's name and essentially say, this is about you. We're protecting Asia from you. Like it's it's very weird to me that that's how this all kind of moves and shifts, but I get it. It makes sense. Um, and like I said, I think from a money perspective, this is probably for the positive for the U.S. Because once again, we just get to move our arms. We get to move our shit. We're like giving them blueprints and shit for them to build their own versions of our shit. Um, so I'm sure this is great for everyone involved. <laughs> War is money, um, and money is good. Uh, that's probably all I have to say about that. I'm sure there is more to talk about, and I'm sure there's gonna be some more updates. I mean, shit, this is gonna go on until like, like I said, the 20 fucking 40s. So much underwater shit, man. Um, let's see. The estimated value is three billion dollars each, by the way, for these um Virginia class submarines. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of doubloons. Uh, yeah, I don't want to keep talking about that. It's boring. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about it. All right. Um, the rest of this, now we're going to get to the banks. We're at the banks. Um, you know, we're, we're living in a post SVB bank run world. Um, so there's a lot to get into. I, I also feel like I have like personal updates. I, I don't even want to call this like a corrections corner, but I feel like it's just one of those things where you learn more and like you kind of shift on how, like, you just view the shit. I don't know, you know, so let me let me take my little break. I'm going to take a, uh, I don't even feel like it's early because essentially we're going to do the last two. It's kind of a fusion. Okay. All right. Um, from Reuters, Swiss Central Bank throws financial lifeline to Credit Suisse after shares plummeled, pummeled, plum, plum, plummeled, pummeled, pummeled. <laughs> okay. Um, so, like I said, this this is an update, but this is also new. Uh, it, these are like dominoes falling, and we're just kind of watching them. Um, but like I said, SVB. They had their not bailout, but like I said, how I'm learning things, this definitely feels like a bailout. Like, obviously, like, like Joe Byron said, 
he's like, look, we're not paying out any investors in the situation. You know, we're only making sure that the customers are made whole, that the depositors are made whole. And that sounds good. Also, I think I, I had said it in, from the article I looked up, like, okay, these are startups and they're like healthcare startups and stuff like that. But the more I've learned and listened or whatever, I'm seeing that a lot of these startups are just stupid shit. I hate to say that because that sounds mean. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love the idea of, like, innovation and all that shit. But I also do not give a rat's ass about a startup that's, like, doing bikinis and things like that. Like, they really did have a wide range of things that, um, you know, in terms of, like, customer base. But it was also very weird, right? Because this is a bank, but you can't bank with us unless you do, like loans and stuff with us but we'll also like you know start up your potential you know thing you want to do so like the, it, it's this weird kind of relationship that you're building with these um with your customers here with your bank customers and stuff like that and it's it just becomes this weird also house of cards thing where this is a newer bank and the, you know, the person who's running the bank, I don't have his name privy to me right now, but essentially said, we need to, like, get some of these restrictions off of our back. I think it's like the Dodds, Frankson or whatever, you know, listeners can correct me or whatever. But it's it was this act that came up, like, post-2008 um, bank crash, and essentially it was you know, help strengthen regulations. But these regulations were going to kind of bog him down. He didn't want to be bogged down by the fees and the, the restrictions make you slower. We can grow faster if we get this shit lobbied out. So that's what him and a couple other like bank, you know, motherfuckers, they all got together. And I think it was in 2018, they got these things lifted. So it's all like, oh my gosh, that that's crazy. Why are you, why are you doing that? Like, just to grow your shit faster so you can get your shit bigger so that more people can make more money. It's greed. It's it's the same thing that you're we are fighting and scared to have happen. And now, essentially, we see it happen. And now, granted, we have this banking slush fund of, like, I think, like, $100 billion that banks have paid into. And that's why this isn't a bailout, quote-unquote, is that this isn't taxpayer money. But at the same time... They're supposed to be FDIC insured, right? Which is what they are. Which you're only supposed to be insured $250,000. Once you go beyond that, you're fucked. That's the way that works. But there's a lot of these depositors who knowingly had that money in there. And then when this shit all happened that we described about from, you know, the previous episode about SVB, it just triggered this whole situation. And everyone's just left in the fucking wind piss on their pants that's how it's supposed to be right if he was the average joe that's how this would have been and once again i'm learning this shit throughout the week and it's making me upset you know what i mean and you see that all these rich guys got together and said wait 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 wait, wait, wait. we need to spend this we need to make sure that people know that if it could happen to us it could happen to you and like next thing you know you got mark cuban talking about this shit Saying like, oh yeah, this could happen to you. Like, you know, the, you should be made whole here. Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, this was unforeseen circumstances. Like, bullshit, 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 bullshit. At the end of the day, like, I'm not saying that I want people's, you know, businesses to fail. I want people to get paid, all these kind of things. But at the same time, these banking rules and regulations were set up for a reason. These, these stop gaps where it's like you only get this much are set up for a reason.
And this bank took advantage of this shit so they could like vacuum Kirby all the money. And they are supposed to pay for it. Like, that's just how it's supposed to fucking go. But because you need to have the security in the banks, and because this money has been made to do the things they're supposed to do, like I said, this bank slush fund, that's why we're here. That's why SVB got saved. That's why Signature got saved. So it's like, okay, fucking whatever. It is what it is. So I'm thinking, all right, you know, things are going to be okay. But the, the, the ramifications kept on coming. And now we can kind of get back to Credit Suisse, which if you're not a long-term listener, we've talked about Credit Suisse before. Uh, I got to tell you, I was not surprised to see Credit Suisse in the news uh, this year, but I will say I'm surprised to see them on the ropes over this shit, over potential a bank run situation again. Um, Essentially, the last, the thing that got me hooked on a Credit Suisse, I think we've covered it maybe a couple of times, but, excuse me, excuse me, moi, um, the thing that got me into them were, uh, it was a Reuters article, um, Credit Suisse found guilty in cocaine cash laundering case. That just, that's just so, I, oh, I needed it. I needed that in my veins. I had to talk about it. So, I, I you know, I'm not surprised. They're, they're, they're no stranger to the news and crime. But the fact that they're here getting a what i'm calling a pre-bailout because once again um this isn't necessarily an american thing we're not handling that but um a a swiss um regulator uh they pledged a liquidity lifeline to credit suisse in an unprecedented an unprecedented move by a central bank after the flagship swiss lender share tumbled as much as 30 percent on wednesday now, I believe they had an investor decline to, like, reinvest in them in the future or something to that effect. It might have been, like, a Saudi investor or something like that. Uh, but essentially, this whole news plus what's going on from the SVB fallout have people going, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. We're scared. And, um, you know, a uh, bigger bank had to come, oh, no, 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 we got you. This is okay. We're going to be okay. This is going to be all right. We're going to give you a loan. You can use it if you need to. And essentially just inspiring confidence in Credit Suisse. So, you know, like I said, Credit Suisse is no stranger to danger. Uh, but uh, apparently, though, they are, you know, potentially in a lurch if people made a move to, like, you know, pull out all their money. But... I don't know. It's just now you're seeing this like this new wave backbeat of how this is going to be handled. And it's just in a way it's it's frustrating. Right. Because, you know, I talked about how all these like VC capital guys who are worried about their money going bust over this random thing that didn't get it made. This random app bullshit, the startup thingy like. But if it was you and your money on the line. It's just going to be that FDIC cap. I guarantee it. And this is where I go and I talk where I like, you know, oh, what about being the middle class? There is no middle class, dog. Like, what do, what do you mean? Like, if you try to LARP like these people, you will only wind up in jail. Like, you cannot be a one percenter, like, unless you are. Like, you're either Elon Musk or you're fucking not. Um, I don't know. I know I'm getting in the weeds over this banking shit. Um, but... It's so heavy, and and I, I I now see that it's like, man, we might have a situation where it's like, shit. Like, because the interest rate has made this whole climate so hostile. Like, everyone thought 
that we were just living fat off the hog. But now once we've realized like, oh shit, there's inflation, it just becomes this whole new world and like it's just cracked now. <laughs> so we just never know what's gonna fucking happen. You know, now everyone knows cryptocurrency is a fucking scam. Like shit's wild, man. Um, but like I said, we're not done. We got one more thing. I know there's probably more juice here with Credit Suisse and I'm sure we'll come back to it at some point. Um, but I, I, there, there's more to talk about. There's another bank down. Well, not down, but um, getting bailed out. Not bailed out. <laughs> but from Reuters, Yellen, Dimon, uh, Diamond, 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 is it Diamond? Yellen, Diamond, Powell helped clinch First Republic deal with key lawyer. Uh, so this is about First Republic Bank. Uh, but a deal of a deposit of $30 billion, uh, was announced on Thursday. Oh yeah, it was Diamond. Okay, yeah, we're talking JP Morgan, duh. Um, but essentially, uh, First Republic, which I believe is like a New York bank, um, essentially they were in a lurch because of this whole SVB fallout shit. So, you know, essentially, once again, we're talking about this pre-bailout money. Like, hey, we see things are scary. We want to make sure that the banks are confident. We want to have high confidence in the bank. Low? I don't want to say the joke. It's not even worth it. <laughs> but um, low confidence. That's, uh, that's the hint. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're, we're rescuing these banks, bro. Even And, and Jan Janet Yellen, who I, I really don't focus too much on, but it's very annoying for her to be like, oh, yeah, like we're not doing a bailout. This is not what it is. But essentially doing something that is essentially a preemptive version of that, in my opinion. Um, but, and talk about this, all this confidence where you clearly see the numbers are telling you that she's lying. Like that's that's what's annoying to me because I read the shit. I read the shit firsthand like a fucking dummy, like a fucking lemming. And it's like it makes me feel silly when I finally get more perspective on the shit. But that's why I love the Internet. You know what I mean? I think that's a great tool that we have at our disposal. I think if you do your research with a good mind, I'm not saying that I have the best one, but I'm saying like, you know, you do it with a good head. You try not to be too, I don't know, personal or biased. You just try to like look at information and just take it in. I feel like it gives you a lot better perspective than let's say someone like even 50 years ago. You know what I mean? They would have been living by, like, in bikini bottom by comparison. I don't know, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they got bailed out. Another one didn't bite the dust. Awesome. Um, at the same time, though, I guess I want to play devil's advocate with myself here. It is always good, I guess, to have these smaller banks because it, quote-unquote, inspires uh, competition amongst the banks. You don't have any uh, monopolies, which, I, don't get me wrong, I definitely don't want to see monopolies. Monopolies are a big problem. But um, I also wonder, like, why do we have all these fucking banks, especially if they can just fall like dominoes like this? Uh, that That's something that's making me think emoji, think emoji, think emoji. But um, I don't know, man. I'm just a fucking dummy. I really like to make that a thing. I have no accolades or credentials to be here. I just wanted to talk about some news. That's that's how we that's how we wound up here. But yeah, that's all I got. Um, I thank you so much for listening to me. If you would like to support the podcast, get a little bit more shit uh, out of the podcast, I have a Patreon. Patreon.com, so it's Isaiah News. 
Uh, you can get bonus episodes. You can get uh, quick access to the Discord. It is free already, but, you know, quick access. Get you on there quick like. And then also you get a shout out every month. Also, shout out to a new newsie, Edward Haas. Um, I thank you so much, man. You're the best. I'm already going to tell you what he would plug, even though he hasn't told me because I'm a part of it sometimes. Uh, Commander Con Commander. Conclave. Commander's Conclave. Sorry. Um, it is an amazing uh, YouTube video uh, Magic the Gathering thing. We play a lot of Commander, stuff like that. Um, it's his thing. Uh, I'm just like a guest on it sometimes. But um, that is something you should check out. And um, so that's a free plug. I do that. You know, well, you know, free plug that you paid for. <laughs> you know how this goes. I just throw that on the throw that on top. Uh, there's a free... Uh, way you need to hit me up though isaiahnews1 at gmail.com and also i'm on facebook I'm on twitter with myself and the podcast you can find either pretty easily if you just look up my name or the name of the podcast which is my name <laughs> it's in there uh that's it that's all i really got i thank you so much if you have made it this far you're the best hopefully i see you soon for some more good news i love you Bye bye Mwah.